how do I outhost Pickboy? This is so stressful. I set the bar real low, you know? It's up there. It's up there. <laughs> so what's your name and time? She said Miss 2005. Oh my gosh, you guys. I am in the presence of a real life superhero. You may know him as Pickboy star of Nickelodeon's You Pick Live. But when the mask and cape came off, he was the host of popular game shows Brain Surge and Figure It Out. It's safe to say that he certified himself as an absolute icon in the Miss 2005 community. Everyone, please help me welcome to the show, Jeff Sutton. Hey, I'll give the old classic pick boy pop up. There it is. I've never been happier in my life. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. It's, it's so cool to be able to do your show because I know you're so passionate about that time frame that, you know, we, I was on TV entertaining that audience. And so for me, that it's such a cool thing to be able to, you know, true fans up front is what I'm saying. So oh thank you so gosh. much for having me on your show. It's very exciting for me. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. Like four-year-old me is like screaming right now. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I mentioned before we started talking, you are literally my idol. Like I think. You oh, have thank you so much. Yeah, I think you have such a talent for entertaining people, and I just strive to be you one day. Well, thank you. I, well, I hope you can be above and better than what I've been, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, not at all. All right, so let's just jump right in. Let's As a it. hardcore fan, I'm dying to know, how did you become Pickboy, and how did that door oh, to Nickelodeon, how, like, how did it open? Was there an audition, a casting call? Tell us everything. I want to know it all. I really kind of had this incredibly... Um, backdoor loosey-goosey entrance into all of it i had went to i knew from a young age that i was like oh i want to do tv that so i went to college and studied television and when i got out of school i immediately went and worked at mtv networks and vh1 and kind of floated within the 1515 building wow. um i had left mtv and went to, you know did some stuff outside and then i was um my wife well she was my girlfriend at the time my, my current wife yeah, I say my current wife like I'm gonna <laughs> like I'm gonna trade up at some point. Um, <laughs> I'm not Stacy, in case you're listening. Um, no, so she was working for Nickelodeon, and uh, she said, "Hey, they're starting this live daily show, and they're gonna need uh, people." And I was just like, "Oh, okay, great." And I was at that point in time out of work in between projects, and so I went and interviewed. She got me an interview, and I was I came in for like the you know like the segment producer job or something like that. And uh, I was like, "Great, let's do it." And so I started um, doing the uh, segment producing, and it was awesome. And as we were starting to get ready to launch, because it was a live daily show. And I had never worked in live TV. And yeah. it was just one of those things where they're like, hey, do you want to be on camera? We got this, we're thinking of doing this like superhero where he's, you know, an on camera, uh, you know, dress up as a superhero and pick kids for to win prizes. And I was helping, like I said, I, the show hadn't existed yet. So like yeah. I was there from the beginning and, you know, helped the creative and all that stuff. And so I was like, yeah, I'm comfortable in a full body leotard. Like, let's go. And I, I was always kind of like goofed around on camera with my friends. And I'd done like small little things, just, but nothing ever, you know, big and professional like that. And so they, I was like, great. They put me in glorified pajamas and I would come out once a day. And really the main purpose of Pickboy was uh, for legality reasons, because Brent and Candace couldn't pick a kid because that was favoritism. You couldn't have the hosts of a show oh. picking a kid. 
And you couldn't have the host of the show reading prize copy because that was endorsing. Oh my so they gosh. just needed, yeah. So they needed just like this know nothing ancillary background character to mm -hmm. go, I pick you, you win a Schwinn bicycle, a dual suspension, and da 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 da, and do that yeah. because that was that was just for legal purposes. And so I was like, yeah, I'll do that. That's great. And be, you know, and so I would in between commercial breaks, I'd put my clipboard down, take my headset off, climb into, you know, the leotard, snap on the cape and jump out and go, I pick you. And they say door number five, I'd go over, pull out, you win a bag of rocks. Woo! <laughs> and that was, that was really what happened. And then as we started doing it, like Brent and myself kind of had this little bit of like a, a little rivalry, Oh my God. you know, where I'd kind of give him a glance and he'd give me a glance, a, a playful, like it was all <laughs> planned. It wasn't like in real life. Oh my gosh. That's just like drama. I was like, I love it. <laughs> no, no. I, you know, so like I, you know, I jump out and be like Brent and he'd be like, pick boy. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, so we started kind of just again, not scripted. Improv. And, you know, I, I, yeah, I would throw him a meatball and he, you know, hit it. And, you know, so like, and it was, so the writers started realizing like, oh, Pickboy can do business. Yeah. And Pickboy can deliver a joke. And so I just ended up doing both and they expanded the role of Pickboy and it just, it got out of control. And I think I was really popular. I, look, I, I make no allusion to the fact that a, a bulk of my popularity came from the fact that I was the guy who was giving out prizes. <laughs> like every kid, every kid loves getting a prize. So it's like, oh, be friendly. That with bag the guy of rocks. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a bag of sand. We did give out a bag of sand one time. Oh my God, so, I loved um, it. But yeah, so I mean, that was that was really kind of how Pickboy came about. And it just, you know, off it just took off and huh. we had a great time. It was really cool. Like I, I loved it. And yeah. it, and, and it was, when we were doing You Pick, we never took ourselves very seriously, as you can yeah. tell by watching the show. At any, at any given time, you know, if you were flipping through the channels, you're like, what is this public access? Like, it was just, it was just chaos. And we, we shot in this tiny studio. It was probably about the size of my garage. Really? And we put 15, yeah, oh, it was tiny. It was tiny, tiny, tiny. Oh it used gosh. to be like a broom closet or something like that. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. No. And it was just like, we came in there. We had, you know, it was like, oh, we'll have a lighting effect here. And it would literally be our stagehand. You'd walk over to the light switch and just go click, 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 click. And that would like turn the lights on and off for like a dance party. Um, and I think that was the charm of it, but we, we never took ourselves seriously, but I think we all knew like we were doing something that was so awesome. And that was really yeah. connecting with the audience. Mm -hmm. And, and that was not lost on me. Yeah. You know, I, I never again, had an overstated importance of like, I'm shaping lives and changing the world. Mm -hmm. But I did know that we were making a connection and I took yeah. that very seriously. That was something that I was like, oh, this is cool. And here we are in this, this right here what we are doing now is, is that, you know, like the, I didn't know obviously podcasts and all that stuff back then, but like, it was just one. like, you, you, you hope that there was some sort of connection that was being made. And this yeah. is that representation of what we were doing and, and, and oh. that it meant something to at least one person that you reached out and said, Hey, I want to do this. So, yeah. so it is, it, it's, it's very touching to me because I, I look and go, Hey, something I was you know, doing for work and having a fun time with made, made some sort of impact. I mean, I think it beyond made an impact on me personally. I mean, I remember watching the show when I was little and being like, oh my gosh, like I want to be pick girl when I grow up. Like that is like, <laughs> oh, my dream job. And like, now that I'm talking to you, it's so surreal. And what you said about it, connecting with the audience, I can't agree with you more. Cause I had to be like, 
if we're doing the math right, which I'm probably not, I had to be like four to six years old watching it. Yeah. And that was like the first time that I saw something on TV where they wanted like the kids input. Cause if I remember it correctly, it was like the audience got to vote on what they yeah. saw and it had a way of making you feel just like really, really special and like connected to the people that were on the show, especially pick boy. Oh my gosh. Pick boy yeah. is my absolute favorite. Thank you. Yeah, no. And that was the thing is we did. And you know, we did over 400 episodes. I think we retired it at 401 episodes oh my gosh. and um, we, that was important to us to keep the integrity. It was called you pick live. And the, the crux of the show was it was kid. It was a two hour kid controlled block. You pick the mm -hmm. cartoons, you want the nicktoons you want to see the challenges we do what we wear what we eat and that was we didn't fix the voting and and that was you know in today's day and age where like there is this instant feedback whether it's through instagram or facebook or whatever the you know social media is you can get that back then in the early 2000s like that sort of technology wasn't there yet yeah. you know so it was like we would put up the nick.com you know on nick.com the night before hey tomorrow at we went live at five at 5 p.m., which is the first Nicktoon you want to watch. So it would yeah. be voting overnight. And then our Nick.com team would go, all right, we'd tally the votes. And it was literally right before we would go live, we would close the voting and go, okay, it's going to be Chalk Zone. Wow. And oh, Chalk Zone. What a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, and that, that we always did. And that was, that was a tricky thing. And this, I don't think I've ever really thrown this out there. But like when we would go out into Times Square and do challenges, hey, do you want to see Brenton Cant in the middle of winter? Do you want to see Brenton Candace go out into Times Square and try and sell bathing suits, ice cubes, or fans? And, and it was like, well, we don't know what's going to get picked. So we had to shoot all three of those. Oh my gosh. We would shoot all three, edit all three. And only one of them saw the light of day and two of them never, never did. Never even thought about that. Yeah. So there was always this massive amount of work that was done that never got seen. Yeah. And I mean, there's probably just tons and tons of challenges and stuff like that out there that have never seen the light of day. Nickelodeon needs to like release the archives. Like I'm <laughs> ready to see all of that. Wow. It was always, that was our thing too, is trying to figure out we would, what we would normally do is here's some insider baseball is we would <laughs> shoot four things so we could at least run it twice because we'd go, Hey, do you want to see them do X, Y, or Z? Yeah. And then once, you know, that got, you know, voted, there would be two extras, but then we'd have a third one waiting. So like a few weeks later, we could run the same two and have that fourth one. Oh my God. That's incredibly boring. No, I, I love the behind the scenes stuff. That's like <laughs> insane. Cause like when you're like six years old, like you're not thinking about any of that. So it's like, it's so cool seeing like the behind the scenes stuff that was going on. And I love that it was like authentic. Like how you said, like it was never rigged or anything like that. No, it just, no. yeah. It just makes it feel like all the more special. I love that so much. Yeah. Th that was, uh, I think for me at that point, not that I was really deep into my career. Obviously I was in a, a pivotal point of my career because it was going down a direction that would lead me to even where I am now. Mm -hmm. But it was one of those things that that was the first job I ever realized that it's more than a paycheck. Like, oh. you know, we work, we work really hard. Right. Yeah. And the, the payoff to that is at the end of the week, you open the envelope and you're like, oh, here's a visual representation or monetary representation of the value of the work I put in. And that's the reward. And that was the first job where the paycheck was nice. Of course, don't get me yeah. wrong. We all need money to, to do what we need to do. But like, I remember we were standing in Times Square shooting something and these, this family of four came up to us, mom, dad, and two kids. And the two, you know, we were in the middle of shooting something. The two kids were like, oh my gosh, it's Pickboy and Ben. <laughs> 
And they goes, oh, do you remember the episode where you did this and then you said this and then this and then this happened? And then you, and then there was the other one. And it's like, you pick live was live. We didn't repeat. And like these kids knew everything. I mean, the lines, they'd seen it once and they remembered exactly what we had said. And it was like, they were so excited. And it became part of their vacation. Like while we shot with a live studio audience every day. And I always had that, that, that instant feedback from people Mm -hmm. seeing that I, I had that, that you know, aha moment where I went, man, this is more than a paycheck. This is part of these kids' life. It's the fabric of their life. This is, you know, I grew up on Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street. This is something they're growing up on. And I always used to joke. I mean, I'd say it all the time. Like, I'm going to be an answer in a drinking game. That was always my, (laughs) that was always my, you know, who was that weirdo that used to dress up in cape and tights on Nickelodeon? Like, I took pride in that. But that was, that was a defining moment for me where I realized this is awesome. What we are doing is having a much larger, it's more than just that number on the paycheck that comes. This is something that is, I'm, I'm really connecting and I really like that. And, and, and. You know, I've, you know, a bunch of years later, you know, I've been very fortunate in my career where I've gone all over the place. I've done stuff outside of Nickelodeon. I've done, you know, house reality TV. I've done big reality competition shows. The more I did outside of kids TV, it only confirmed that my real true passion was kids TV and Nickelodeon. And it was, I mean, because it's just, it's, you know, I have the maturity level of an eight-year-old and uh, that ain't going nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) The the gray, the gray is coming in for sure. Oh my gosh, I didn't even notice it. (laughs) That shows my nostalgia right there. Not at all. I just, I love hearing you talk about how much you love it and how important it was to you because like sometimes when you hear people who are on your favorite childhood shows and they sort of almost regret it and they have like bad memories tied to it, it's like, it taints it a little bit. So knowing that it meant as much to you that it meant to the audience, oh, I just, I love it so much. It just means the absolute world. What you see is what you get. I mean, obviously, you know what I've done and uh, I, I'm not an actor. I don't know how to act. I'm surprised you never went into acting. So now I can host, I can host, but I can't act. This is a this is a funny story. I don't think I've ever shared this uh, publicly. There is uh, so one one year I was at Kids Choice Awards pre party, and the creators Ooh. of a, a Nickelodeon show had come up to me, and they're like, "Oh, we love you. We're such a big fan." I think it was called like Insta Dad. It was a Z- uh, Scott Bayo okay. show. Anyway, they're like, "Hey, we you know we we would love for you to come in and, and read for a part. We got this episode coming up where you know we think you'd be great for it." And I was just like, okay. "I'm like, wow, guys, I'm I'm super flattered, but." <laughs> I'm not an actor. Like I, I was like, I do the best imitation of myself. And that is pretty much it. And they're like, Oh no, 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 you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll, you'll be great. We'd love to, you know, to, and I was like, Oh, well, okay. Like if you need a guy who's doing this, like I'm your guy, but if it's anything else and they're like, no, no, it's like a, we need a guy. There's going to be like a reality show and we need a, the host of the reality show for this. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll come in. They send me the, the script. And I start going through and I'm like memorizing. I'm like, wow, this is so weird because I don't memorize lines. Like when I hosted, I would always just go, all right, what, what's the general thing? It's like, oh, you start here. There's this beat. And then here, I'm like, I'll get there. <laughs> and so that was always my way of just as like, ah, very rarely was I memorizing lines or reading a prompter or anything like that. So I put the time in. And again, like, this is so easy. They, they want to host. I'm a host. Like I should be able to do this. No problem. And I'm walking, I, I walking up. <laughs> And it's on the Paramount lot. So you walk on, there's the big arches and it's super Hollywood, you know, the palm trees and the golf carts going all over in the stages. It's, it is like the quintessential, like, Oh boy, this is awesome. I'm putting my hand on the door to walk in 
to the casting. And as my hand reaches out, I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, sure. I memorized the lines, but like, I don't know when to say the lines because I had the realization. I was like, I have to wait for someone else to say their line that cues my line. And as a host, you don't do that. Like you're, yeah. you're the one driving. And this was all of a sudden a, a structured, you know, conversation. I was like, I know what I have to say, but I don't know when I'm supposed to say oh, it. And no. I'm literally as my, I'm like walking, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. And so no. you walk in and there's the cameras are up and there's like line, you know, row of producers. And I walked in, I just immediately fell on the sword. And I was like, guys, I'm going to apologize in advance. This is going to be terrible. Like, no, you're going to be great. You're going to be, oh, it's going to be awesome. And I was like, just roll it. Let's go. Just roll Nicole, it. <laughs> Nicole, I'm telling you, I couldn't even act like a host. The no. job was, the job was to act like a host. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm a professional host. I couldn't even act like a host. I got through oh. this thing. It was a dumpster fire in slow motion. I, I, <laughs> I, I, they're like, okay, great. That was great. And I just, I literally put the script down on the table and I said, guys, I'm so sorry for wasting your time. That was awful. And they're like, it was great. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> See, I, I've been in LA long enough to know, you know, I, <laughs> New York, what they would, you know, classic New York is like, yeah, no, thanks. It's so true. They would have let you know in LA, it's always like, oh, you're so, you're so great. Uh, so it was just this awful, awful experience. Experience. That was the only thing I ever tried. Like when I was doing Pick Boy early on, I started going on a few like commercial auditions because I yeah. thought like, well, I'm on TV, I could do this. I just remember going like it was like a Domino's pizza commercial or something. You know, you walk up to the door and they're like, you know, you say something like, oh, well, you know, with deals this good, anybody can get it. But of course, coming from like that Nickelodeon Pick Boy, like, ah, I was just like, <laughs> with deals this good, anyone can get it. And like going big. And they're like, no, 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 tone it down. I, I just didn't know how to do it. And I was just terrible. And so that was that was when I had, you know, like I said, the clear cut decision of I'm not an actor. I'm not going to try and be an actor. I'll be a host and I'll be as good as I can be. And that'll be my thing. Well, listen, you went outside your comfort zone and I'm sure you killed it. It's always worse in your head, right? No, I could tell you right now it was bad. Not nearly as good as what's happening here. This this is magical. This is magical. Stop, that makes me so happy. I have to ask, because I'm like yep. picturing you going into these audition rooms, just like as Jeff and not Pick Boy. And then plus like the kids seeing you in Times Square as Pick Boy. This just like makes me think, has anyone ever like reacted weirdly to seeing you outside of, I don't even want to say your costume, but your uniform? Because I remember when I first watched Figure It Out. Yes, exactly, uniform. <laughs> When I watched Figure It Out and Brain Surge for the first time, and they were like, Jeff Sutphin. I looked at the TV and I was like, who's Jeff? I was like, that's Pick Boy. I was like, where is his cape? Where is his mask? Is this like against the law? Like, what is going on? <laughs> there was, it was funny in all the years, like at the height of You Pick Live, I don't think I ever got recognized. Really? Like if I didn't, if I was not in costume, no one knew who I was, which gives total like truth to, you know, Clark Kent glasses. No one knows it's Superman. Yeah. Cause that's all Pick Boy is. It's just a stupid little mask. I mean, yeah. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's that, you know, right over there. Oh my gosh. Is um, that a cardboard cutout? It is. Yeah. I have a cardboard cut on myself. I'm not arrogant or egocentric. It was just, they were like, oh, this is going to get ditched. And I'm like, oh, I love it. it. It was one of these things where if I was in costume in front of kids, it was bedlam. It was Brad Pitt into a room of soccer moms. Oh, I bet. If <laughs> I went in, if I went in like this, they didn't know. So at 
uh, Nickelodeon every year would do bring your kids to work day. And so, you know, I had a cubicle uh, on the 37th floor where we would do all the work for the show. And then we'd go down to the 10th floor and go live at five. So all the parents like the day before would say, Hey, can I bring my kid by tomorrow to meet you? And I was like, absolutely. You know, I said, but I won't be in costume until like four 30. And, mm. and they're like, Oh, well, we'll probably be gone by then. But they're like, can we just bring them by your desk? I'm like, you can, but the kids aren't going to understand. Like, they're not going to recognize me. And they're like, no, no, my kid's right. He will. Without fail. Every kid would walk up and just look at me. And they're like, and the parent would be like, Timmy, this is Pick Boy. This is, and they would just go, no, it's not. Because they could not make the connection that, you know, I would, because I wasn't in costume. So that was always yeah. a, a fun thing uh, that they, th- there was not that connection. Years later, I was producing a show for Nickelodeon and we were in like a big gymnasium, like a cheerleader type thing where oh, there's cool. all these different, all these different age groups of teams. Uh, and at that point I hadn't done, I was, you know, I hadn't been hosting stuff for a while, but like you said, it was like, yo, there's uh, figure it out. And there was brain surgeon, there was you pick. And yeah. on, under this roof was a bunch of different age groups. Okay. Some of the girls recognized me and like, Oh, can we get a picture? You know, they recommended as Jeff from brain surgeon. I was like, oh. sure. Yeah. You know, and again, I was just producing, I was just below the radar, you know, guy behind the curtain, but some of the girls recognized me. And so I snapped a picture and made small talk with them. I was eating lunch. And and I heard like, there was like, oh no, no, that's Jeff from Brain Surge. And then there was the younger crew that was like, no, no, that's Jeff from Figure It Out. And then there was the parents oh. who were like, no, no, that's, that's Pickboy. So under one roof, I had three generations that had all grown up and known me from like the Brain Surge people oh. didn't know I did Figure It Out. The Figure It Out people didn't know I did Brain Surge and pick and the pick people had aged out and didn't know I had done these, you know, so it was one of these things like all three were right and they were like making arguments and it's like no it's the same guy (laughs) just that you uh, you know because that's the beauty of kids tv you know any audience member that's moving out there's always new audience members moving in of course and so it was uh it was cool to see that like there was this multi-generational thing all under one that was a that was a a realization moment too of not only oh that's cool but holy jesus i'm getting really old so no, as, you can, not see, at as all. you can see by the gray beard we're bringing it back to the beard not at all so. that's so interesting <laughs> having like three generations under one roof i was just telling someone yesterday i was like i really feel like jeff is like this generation's mark summers like <laughs> that's I, cool thank you yeah i mean oh i 100 mean it too like i know my brothers my older brothers grew up on him and i'm like you are definitely that's who you are to this generation and it's amazing you. like you're literally an icon thank you well, I, I appreciate it. i've never been called an icon it's gonna there go on go. my resume now that you said it because you're an influencer and you influence people to, oh so my if God, you're saying stop. it then then <laughs> i am but yeah it, it is funny i've had those cool like i've never let it go to my head but it is one of those things that i am incredibly grateful that i had <gasps> those experiences and had that sort of thing where i was like yeah hey that's i, I was able to do that and i grew up on Mark Summers and I had met, you know, I'm friendly with Mark. And so it was one of those things where, you know, the, I remember the first time I'd met him, I was kind of the same thing. I was like, I grew up watching you. Yeah. And, and I get, you know, I get that a lot too, which is super cool. Uh, the show I, I work on now for Nickelodeon, uh, mm-hmm. one of the, the first days of the first season, I was there and I was waiting on the lunch line and one of my PAs came up to me and he goes, Hey, I heard you're pick boy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. I was pick boy. And he goes, I grew up watching you. And he says, there was one time when you came to LA and you, I was like, oh yeah, big June, you know, big June afternoons. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I came and sat in the audience. I was like, no way. Oh. He goes, yeah. And then you pick 
And then you picked me to come down for the prize wall. And I was like, Stop. oh my God. And it was so cool that like all these years later, get, getting to meet you and, and true fans, Aww. but like getting to meet a fan who came to like the special event that we did. And then not only that, but like I actually picked him. Every once in a while, I have those moments where, you know, there is that that connective thing. I, it's funny, like, even though I've had a, a really good career and fun. I've, I had that perfect balance of getting recognized enough where it was flattering, but not enough where it was like, okay, I just want to eat dinner with my family. Like you know, overwhelming. I, I, exactly. It was uh, another fun story. And then I'll, I'll move on. No, listen, I love these stories. I'm living. <laughs> my, my young, uh, my oldest, who's, uh, she's now 11, but when she was little, um, she said, oh, I want, you know, the people at Nickelodeon were like, oh, let's make her a little pick girl costume for Halloween. So the, the Nickelodeon so costume cute. team put together this awesome pick girl costume. And so she was, you know, and she wore it forever, but there was time, I think she was maybe like four or something like that. We were, she was dressed up in it and um, it wasn't Halloween or anything. She was just dressed up as pick girl in the middle of the day. Casual Tuesday. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got to run over to Target. And she goes, well, I want to come. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I'm not gonna make her change. She's in her full costume. I was like, whatever. And, um, so we go over and we're walking through target and, you know, she's just there and I was kind of like, I'm in the aisle. I can't find something. I see one of the employees and he's a younger guy. And I like, Hey, do you know where I can find that? And he like, looks, he looks over and he sees my daughter and no. he makes the rec- realization of like, Oh, I know that costume. And then he looks up at me and he literally goes, Oh and my like, God. he had that like, oh, and I was just <laughs> like, and, and it, again, it didn't connect with me for a second because I didn't, you know, I'd forgotten that my daughter was wearing the costume, but he had that whole, oh my God. And he's like, I'll go get it for you. And he like ran out of the <laughs> aisle instead of just telling me where it was. And he came back, he's like, here. And I was like, oh, thanks. that is so cute. Has your daughter seen you pick live? I don't know if she's ever seen you pick. She, she had just been born when we had done the third season of Brain Surge. And when I was doing Figure It Out, she was probably like two or three at that point. Like she vaguely remembers being on set years later. And I never, you know, like, oh, look what I, look what I, I used to be somebody. I'm a superhero. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But no, it was, she, once she understood Google and searching, she started just on her own accord. She like, and she found brain search. She found old episodes. She started watching playing the puzzle. She'd be like, daddy, I got it right. She'd be yelling from the other room. She's like, oh, hey, did you see this? And she'd come in and show me. I'm like, yeah, I remember. I saw it. I did it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, again, so that's kind of a fun thing is that I've been able to hang on to it long enough that now I have kids and they can see, oh, this was something. And and if they're entertained by it, which I mean, what's that say? It holds up, you know, like I think the things that, that I was very fortunate to be able to do were things that still resonated. Yeah, they're timeless. I love that so much. And we're talking about brain surge, figure it out. You mm-hmm. pick live. I have to ask, and you're still working for Nickelodeon. Amazing. Yeah. Have you ever been slimed before? Oh my God. I, <laughs> I, I've been slimed. I lost count. I'm, I'm not, I don't say really? that. Like, I, I'm not bragging, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I the first time I got slimed Orlando, Florida to do a shoot with the slime time team. Oh, cool. And so we got, we got to sit under the big shibuzi. And that was the first time I got slimed. I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And then, you know, through all the years of doing, you know, like kids choice, I, I would get messy there. And then brain surge, you know, if the kid won, they would get slimed. And of course I was right there. Yeah, I'd, I'd hold them. I'd hold them in their spot. So I would always get completely hammered and then figure it out. I would get, again, not 
direct, but I would get, you know, splash back. You're in the line stuff. of fire. I'm in the line of fire, <laughs> which is awesome because, you know, and that was always the thing that, you know, sometimes the exec producers would be like, Hey, look, you don't need to get slimed. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't need to get slimed. I was like, I'm the host of a Nickelodeon show. You have to get slimed. Plus how bad does oh, it look if, you're, if, if your host goes, ah, ah, <laughs> it's like, it just feels like, first of all, I don't mind. I want to. And like, it's going to yeah. look awful. It's going to look awful for you guys. If I'm <laughs> ducking cover every time. So yeah. I, I, if I had to do the math, Nicole, I would say I'm north of a hundred times. Stop. That's a dream. Do you know what like is in the slime? Like what oh, is yeah. slime? I've already <gasps> said too much. Oh my gosh, is it's it a top secret? secret. It's 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 Nickelodeon top secret. There's a bunch of different stories that you know, oh, it's harvested from the center of the earth, uh, blah blah blah. You know, there's <laughs> there's a bunch of different stuff, but yeah, it's good. And that, I I know more about slinging the green stuff than a lot of people, and that's a cool part of the job. I mean, think yeah. about that. It's like you know, a day at the office, yeah. You know, so I cool. used to go, I used to go, you know, when I was on brain surge, and I'd sit down with the guy they hired to make the slime, and I was like, look, here's like pull this back, give more of this. The biggest tip that I will give anybody when we're doing like sliming stuff. Um, the biggest secret is you have to refrigerate the slime because yes, because if you look at every single person who's getting slimed on a big Nickelodeon show, their face is this, (gasps) (laughs) that's not because, oh my gosh, I'm getting slimed. That's because holy crap, this is freezing and nobody told me. So it, by, by refrigerating it upon impact, you are automatically guaranteed that reaction from everybody because it is freezing cold. I would have never, ever guessed that. Oh my gosh. I love this exclusive tip. Yeah. I didn't know either. Yes. Secrets revealed. Oh my gosh. Uh, I didn't know the first time I got slimed and it was like, oh my gosh. So for brain surge, I told our slime guy. I said, we need, we need to refrigerate this. So they rented a bunch of refrigerators and along the backside wall of brain search, we had just like 20 refrigerators and he would make just big buckets and stuff all the buckets into the refrigerators and they would refrigerate overnight. It's all about the delivery method. You got to have the delivery methods down. That it's tricky. So chaotic it's, it's, and I love it's it. tricky stuff. You got to know if you're just doing a traditional bucket pour, you got to know how that's going to go. You got to measure out. It's not easy. It's a it's science. Stuff. It's a science. It's a science to get a good classic sliming. A lot of people just go, oh, I'll just take a bucket and do this. It's like, <laughs> I need so. to get slimed one day. I need to make it happen. That is like a dream come hey. true. Well, you know, let's see. We'll see what we can do. Brain surge rebooted or something. Let me in. I ca- Count me in. I would love to do brain <laughs> surge. That, that's always the thing is like when people on message boards like, but, hey, can we get brain surge to come back? Or when when uh, retired, they, uh, you know, kids ask me, when's brain surge coming back? I always just tell, I was like, guys, we lock the keys in the studio. No one's got a spare set. No. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, the brain drain's still running. I would believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very convincing. I 100% would have believed you, especially if you had your cape on. Wait, okay, you have to show us that cape. I, okay. All right. Oh my so gosh, we need to see it. Years of doing Kids' Choice Awards, uh, <laughs> a number of them as Pick Boy, and then, of course, a number, you know, as Jeff. It was, uh, and so one year when we were doing Pick Boy, they wanted, you know, Kids' Choice is obviously a big event. So they wanted yeah. to kind of be dazzled. They wanted to bedazzle Pick Boy up. So oh my gosh. did a nice, nice bedazzle. And there's some other stones here on the Cape. Um, and so I had the idea as we were starting to shoot that 
um, I'll, I'll have a Sharpie with me and every celebrity I interview, they have to then sign yeah. my cape. So I have this, um, this, this cape that is signed by a bunch of different people. So um, see, we got, I love this. So there's Tony Hawk right there. Oh, okay. I do remember this one that says George Clooney, but it, it, it was George Lopez signing <laughs> as George Clooney. Bailey Madison, I think she was on Nickelodeon. Oh my gosh. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a bunch on here. So that that's that's nice. I just as as we were starting this, I was like, I gotta bring this cape down. I don't think I've ever shown anyone this outside of when we shot it. Oh my god. That time. So I feel so honored. Exclusive. Another exclusive here. You're giving me so many. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like a new one every other Hey, second. look, look, that's you know, that's my promise as a podcast guest. You'll be regaled with boring boring stories and at boring. least one exclusive. At, at least one exclusive. Literally, you like mentioned it just being like a daily show you pick live, right? And sure. now you're showing me a cape from the Kids Choice Awards. Did you ever think that that one show would lead to you doing all of these events and pre-shows? I mean, I don't think it's a stretch to say that you're like the face of Nickelodeon. Oh, thank you. That, yeah. I, I take pride in that. That's that's a that's a huge honor to be able to say that. Um, I truly mean it. Thank you. Thank you. There was a point, you know, like when you picked retired, uh, you know, and again, we had done so much. And then I I was very fortunate. They kept me around both as a producer and a host. So like Pick Boy would do like Pick Boy summer job search and, you know, a bunch of like one offs and the Super Bowls and all that stuff. So I, I stayed pretty active on the channel, but it was very hard to transition from being on TV every day to all of a sudden like, oh, we'll do it. We'll do a thing here. And then there was yeah. like months off. It's like, oh, we'll have, we'll have you do a thing here. Can't imagine. So that was a hard thing to go kind of from that frequency of always exercising the muscles, so to speak. And then going like, oh, so um, I struggled with that. And then that's when I moved, I was still under contract and I moved out to the West coast and, okay. you know, posted up out here and was doing stuff. And I, I, I was really kind of like, as my contract was coming to an end, I started, you know, at that point, I hadn't done brain surge yet or figured mm -hmm. out. And I, I loved Nickelodeon, but it was that time where I, I didn't, I didn't know what was next. Yeah. And I was, I was still pretty young. I was before all the gray. Not the, the gray. gray. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I, I just kind of was like, oh man, this is one of those things that I had to reconcile going like, if this is it, if I mm -hmm. never do this again, which is a very real possibility, uh, am I going to be okay with that? And that was a hard thing. You know, I, I drank the champagne early, you know, I had the, the taste of all this awesome stuff. And it wasn't even an issue of like, oh man, I've, I've made so much money and I'm rich. It wasn't by no means was it was. And again, cause it was never really about that. It was about, I met amazing people. I got to work with amazing people. It was such a cool thing. Mm -hmm. And then to go, I don't know what's next. Maybe, maybe that was it. And, and, and that was a scary thing going, was that, is it, was that the peak? Mm -hmm. And if it was like, how do I recover from that going? That's going to, you pick is going to be the measuring stick. Pick boy is going to be the measuring stick. Now, obviously, you know, in retrospect, I, I continued to do some pick boy stuff here and there. And then I obviously mm -hmm. went on for uh, brain surge and figured out in 101 ways and all that stuff. So it was, it was awesome. It was good. Uh, I, I love hosting. I miss it, but yeah. I also, you know, I never stopped producing. Even when I was hosting a lot of stuff, I was still producing, you know, I was a producer on brain surge. And so now, you know, the fact that that was always my first love that hosting, I always kind of looked at as like, I'm faking this. Like I'm totally just making this up as I go along. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not a trained professional. I didn't go study this. I was like, Oh, um, <laughs> 
And so that was, you know, that was how that played out. So, you know, I can't remember what the question is. Listen, who cares what the question was? I just want to Yeah, who cares? (laughs) Hey, just just let wind him up and let him go. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh it's been it's been a crazy ride for me. And um there's been like you said, you talk to some people and they're like they're jaded by it. Like, make no mistake about it, there's ups and downs. I don't care if you're your own boss, you're gonna have crap that you have to deal with. Um there's always going to be those things. And that's one of those, I, I, I believe whether it's personally or professionally, when the, when the negatives outweigh the positives, it's time to get out and yeah. say, and that was always my approach with pick boy, um, and working for Nickelodeon for that matter, or any place, um, was saying like, as long as I'm still having fun with it, I will climb into those tights. Yeah. And cause it did get to a point where, um, you know, especially like later on doing the stuff where I had even, I had done both brain surge and figured out and they were still like, Oh, do you still want to do pick boy? And I was like, yeah, do you mind? And they would ask me like, I'm like, guys, send the costume, get me a plane ticket. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm ready to go. So that, that was one of those things where it was at that point, it was in my control and I could have very easily said, I don't want to do it anymore. But what, what guy growing up doesn't want to be a superhero? You show me that guy and I'll, and I'll stop talking. <laughs> you fulfilled so many people's childhood dreams. Are you kidding? From the superhero part to just being on Nickelodeon and being slimed. Like, oh my gosh, you are absolutely living. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, it, it is funny. I, I always joke. I said, I've had some of my best, not only life experiences, but work experiences uh, through work. And a good portion of those, I was in a full body leotard and cape and underwear on the outside. And no so, one else could do it but you. There, there, there. At one point in time, there was. Um, they started launching UPIC in other countries. Really? And there were yes, there were foreign pick boys across no the, way. the world, which was absolutely mind boggling to me that they auditioned people to be like me. That's insane. Because, like I said, I never auditioned for it. They were just yeah. like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" I think I have pictures. Let me see. Oh my gosh, you pulled out the whole crate. Here we go. Ready? Ready for this? Yes, I'm ready, of course. All right. This was the very first you pick live autograph card. Oh my god. Oh no, god. this was the second one. And you signed it as Big Boy. I love it. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. So we would we would have all these printed up and we would, you know, we would go do events and stuff like that. You know what else I hung on? This I don't know why this is in there. Got my sidekick. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Stop. <laughs> I love it. I would trade my iPhone in so quick for a sidekick right now. <laughs> All right. So, so when, when I, um, when my contract was coming to an end and I didn't know what was next, and that's what we just talked about yeah. is, um, one of the ways I helped myself cope with it was like, I'm going to put together a book and I'm just going to go through and make, like, I have a bunch of fun stories, a lot of, you know, stories that I'm sharing with you. And it, it was, uh, in a bunch of pictures and I was just kind of like, I'll put together kind of like a scrapbook. And so I put together this, the, the, the anthology, oh my God. Uh, which was at that point, 2002 to 2007, it obviously went on much longer, but I didn't know it was going to. So I was just like, Hey, let me kind of come to terms with this. This was something I, I only printed up for 
uh, a handful of people like, you know, one of my old bosses, yeah. um, some old friends and stuff like that. But you should like really publish. Yeah. No one cares that much. Oh, I care. I would be at the book signing. <laughs> I would be like, let's go. <laughs> people, you'd be the only one. <laughs> Everyone would be like, who's this guy? Yeah, this, this was the UK. They had a pick girl and this pick boy. Oh, wow. And some sheep or something. Really? This one was from Korea, I think. Okay. And this one was like it, Japan. It was, they call him Q-Boy, but it was essentially pick boy because they were yeah. doing pick live. And they, I think that was like China or Japan. I can't remember. Oh but yeah, gosh. they had a few different ones. Wow. Do you ever look at that and be like, they're like imposters? Yeah. I was like, in a minute, who are these guys? Yeah. At first I was kind of like, eh. and then you're mm -hmm. like, oh, I guess it's kind of cool that, that the Nickelodeon felt like that that was a popular enough thing that they would infect it across the globe. Listen, you were loved <laughs> that much. You were the fan favorite. Yeah. That picture. I love it so much. Yeah. That was, oh. we hosted Kids' Choice Awards. That was 2007 Kids' Choice Awards. We did the pre-show together. Oh Look at God, this I one. This is the last cry. one I'll show you. Yeah, show me. The, the, the alligator. <laughs> I appreciate you so much for sharing that with me. Like, oh, you oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? No one else is ever going to look at this stuff. I could just <laughs> take my kids like, hey, look at, look, look. And they'd be like, yeah, whatever. Whatever, old man, go shave. Oh my God, no, stop it. <laughs> I'm literally, oh my gosh, you have no idea how happy I am right now. This is like the best day of my life. <laughs> okay, so I have one last question for you. Sure and thing. This is something that I ask every single person that comes on the podcast. If you could go back to the early 2000s for just okay. one day, what's the first thing that you would do? It doesn't have to be anything major. I've had people say they would go to Blockbuster. They would go to MTV Spring Break. Would I, am I going back? Uh, I'm overthinking this because that's what I do. It's, it just, <laughs> am, am I going back and I'm seeing old Jeff? You're going back as yourself right now. Okay. And so I am going to see old Jeff or no, you're saying I'm, I'm going back just as myself now. I'm not going to have, I, I'm not having any interaction with old Jeff. Yeah. You're going, <laughs> I'm destroying this question. I love how much you're thinking about it. Okay. So you're you, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're going in the Miss 2005 time machine and you're popping up okay. as like, you're popping up as 25 year old Jeff. It's 2003. Did I get that right? I was told there would be no math on this. So, <laughs> all right. Um, I was a huge, like in the, in the early two thousands, I loved music and I listened to so much music and went to concerts whenever I could. Uh, so I, and I think that was a really rock and roll solid time for some really great music. So I think I would, I would have to say I'm going back. I'm going to take in a few shows. I'm going to eat a lot of pizza. I mean, <laughs> stupid amounts of pizza because I eat pizza now. I still eat pizza, but like at that point I was like, I could eat a ton of pizza and it didn't matter. Now I lick the side of a piece of pizza and I put on 25 pounds. So <laughs> I would eat a lot of pizza because I'm old now, as you can tell. You're not old. I'm just going to, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep working that joke. Until I'm going to make a montage of you showing your beard. <laughs> yeah. So that would be it. I would go see a concert and I would eat a lot of pizza. What concert are you going to? What are we feeling? You know, I think like, I've always wanted to see you two. And at that Ooh. point in time, they were touring. And they, I mean, they, of course they've been around forever in a day, but I, they've always eluded me. And at that point in time, I think they had put out that 
the elevation i think that was the name of the album or it had like every song on it was like you know beautiful day but it yeah. was just a you know hit after hit and they were touring that i believe they were touring that album around that time so i would go see you two on that tour while eating my weight in pizza i love that answer so much i hope you're joining me oh of course i'm coming because that sounds you know i'm so sad i wasn't really old enough to like appreciate the early 2000s as much as i would now i feel like you know i think you're doing a pretty good job of it now though you think so you know i think absolutely you're See, it's, it's people like you that are helping continue these stories and continue, you know, uh, all of that, you know, history, uh, <laughs> you know, because, you know, I love talking about it. It was a great time. It was a very fun time and it helped shape who I am. And I hope that, it, you know, obviously it had an impact on you. You're yeah. the one. Oh, well, listen, it like it means the world to me, even talking to you like, oh, my gosh, so many dreams are being fulfilled right now. You have no idea. Just uh, thank you so much for doing this today. I you have no idea how much I appreciate you, Nicole. I was so glad that you reached out. It's my pleasure. I ha I had a great I mean, I mean, I had a great time. And look, I'm not going to force myself on your podcast, but I, I, I got I got I got more where this came from. You said I got stories. I look at the amount of DVDs. Stop of it stuff. right I, now. I've got so much to talk about. Listen, you are welcome. <laughs> anytime that you want oh thank you so much nicole i had a great time thank you so much for having me on of course and is there any sort of social media or upcoming projects that you want to plug yeah i, I work on I'm the showrunner exec producer on ryan's mystery playdate which is for nick jr okay uh ryan ryan of youtube fame everybody Ooh. knows him and loves him kids want to be him that's what i got going on now i'm gonna check it out okay you do it it's preschool so i'm warning you now <laughs> it's a little bit slower but you'll you'll immediately know now that you're like oh that's very much jeff's humor a lot of what i learned on you pick live goes into producing that show i love that very full circle and do you want to share any of your social media are you active on social media oh i kind of a um, bit. i'm the guy i yeah i don't do a ton of it because i'm old as you can Not see by <laughs> instagram thousand three eighty this is the worst hand you think it's the worst handle everyone tells me why did you do that it's no yeah you know, t thousand spelled out the number three and then 80 spelled okay. out thousand three eighty and so everyone's like why would you do that why would you just be at jeff's up and i'm like nah Whatever. that's too so, serious for social media Who too cares? serious right? no one and plus it's like no one cares to follow me oh i know so many people who care to follow you i'm not doing anything that crazy that people are like hey we gotta see it i feel like you'd be really good on tiktok that i'd have to figure out how to use it oh uh th this is a fun one we just started uh yeah. me my friend and my wife is helping me is uh on instagram lucky purple comb okay lucky purple comb i gotta, I gotta have one here hold on a second <laughs> Oh my god, it's you here. got it. It's lucky. <laughs> so this is just a fun little stupid joke that uh me and my friends are doing. Lucky purple comb. We have lucky purple combs. We hide them, people find them, and then they have to go and share how they became lucky because they have a lucky purple comb. Oh my gosh, I love that. And that's your handle on Instagram? But yeah. So we have we just we just launched the page the other day called Lucky okay. Purple Comb. I will be following. Keep an eye out for it. I'm telling you right now, since we've been playing with the Lucky Purple Comb, things have gotten very lucky. I got to meet you. Oh my God. And be on this podcast. I'm going to send you a Lucky Purple Comb. Please. I wish I could send it through the screen. Oh my gosh. Imagine like if you could just grab it. <laughs> Soon enough. Oh my God. I will definitely, I'm going to send you a Lucky Purple Comb. 
Oh. And you can have your very own lucky purple comb. I will literally cherish it. I need you to sign it as Pig Boy. <laughs> Done. Well, you guys, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Miss 2005, the podcast, and the end of our very special interview with my childhood idol, Jeff Sutphin. I think it's so incredibly rare to meet someone and immediately turn back into your five-year-old self again. And that's exactly how talking to Jeff made me feel. And I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did. Until next time, I'm Miss 2005, and this concludes your weekly trip back to the early 2000s.